really thrilled to introduce my first guest. Uh, she's a BA Year 3 student who's about to graduate from Afters. She's a friend. Her new film, Drawing the Line, is, is, is now streaming on SBS On Demand. Let's take a quick look at the film. The crowd. I'm thrilled to welcome to Film Festival Guide, Elise Lansbury. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the film Drawing Line, which is going to SBS. Um, we'll talk about that in, in a little bit, but I wanted to ask you first about what drew you to the art of filmmaking? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, kind of a story you hear a lot about at Afters, which is pretty much that I started with acting um, you know, I started sort of performing stories and uh, I tried out for Nida of Whopper and I didn't get in. Um, and I decided basically that rather than just performing the stories, I would start telling them and I would start promoting kind of stories that I thought needed to be told, um, which I thought hadn't been told yet. Um, so that's kind of like why I got into the art of filmmaking. And, uh, and what drew you to um, afters as, as a as a film school that you wanted to tell stories at? Well, I originally actually went to UTS. Um, I went for two weeks before I left. Um, sorry, UTS. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I tried out for it because I hadn't even considered going to afters yet because um, I actually thought I wouldn't get in. Um, so I went to UTS and I studied the media communications kind of course. And I remember going to a class for quote unquote screenwriting. And the first question that the tutor asked was, has anyone ever written anything? And no one put up their hand except for me. And I was like, this is not the right place. Um, I'm not around people who have actually explored writing and explored filmmaking yet. Um, and I'm sure like, you know, they would have started learning, but I just was in a bit of a different kind of position. Um, so I decided to leave and I actually took the year off to work. Um, and write stories and create stories. And I ended up going for afters and I was really, really happy um, that I got in because I found that, you know, like like you, Kyle, like everyone, um, like everyone was already kind of creating content and already starting to make films. So that was really cool. Yeah, fantastic. Um, you, you, are, you and I are in the same cohort and we all started during that amazing time of COVID. Um, yeah. You know, our, our industry is so much about you know, the idea of collaboration and connecting. How did you, how were you able to connect and collaborate over, over COVID through like all of these sort of Zoom calls and stuff? Yeah, look, I mean, I've got a pretty controversial kind of opinion about like the COVID stuff. Like I think it actually really gave us an advantage because we've, we've struggled so hard with, um, with like communicating and connecting and I think it kind of gives us a little, little bit of advantage going into the industry now because we, we, we've been through a lot um, and we've, we've sorted through a lot of like kind of we've, we've adapted, I think. So like, you know, for example, like with Life Goals, the web series that we had to do for our second year um, and dealing with like how we communicate over Zoom and how we make a web series over Zoom and, you know, kind of just being like the precautions around that. Um, I, yeah, so I think I think we have a a better understanding of how to problem solve because we've been thrown into the deep end so deeply from the very beginning with COVID, and we'll end with COVID as well. I think we're the only cohort that will begin and end with COVID. Um, so it's lucky and unlucky, I guess. But you got to look at the silver lining. 
I think you make a good point there because I think as the industry changes and I think not just in terms of filmmaking more genuinely, but the idea of film distribution, we are seeing these kind of very big, rapid um, changing conversations. And it's been really interesting, you know, talking about, you know, life goals and the series that I worked on, which is Flavor and how we actually um, developed. What are you, what, what's sort of the conversations that you're seeing that may have been rapidly shifted forward because of the COVID pandemic, do you think? Definitely technology, like how we're using technology to kind of advance sets, maybe. Um, I think also like it was a big moment for Australia when COVID hit um, because of like, obviously we have the producer offsets and like kind of just the better, the better kind of um, environment compared to something like America. Um, so it was a lot of like, you know, uh, people, well, Hollywood, they were, they were saying at one point, you know, it, was, it didn't really happen, but they were saying, you know, at one point Australia was going to become like kind of a, a haven for Hollywood um, because it's, you know, COVID wasn't as um, horrible and horrific over in Australia. So, yeah, I think we kind of just, we got a little bit of a, an advantage um, with people coming over here and filming stuff. Um, it's going to create a lot more jobs for us, like when, because we're, we're currently like just about to graduate. Um, and I think technology, definitely, that's the, probably the biggest thing. We're able to now like communicate over Zoom. Um, we don't have to, like, I think when we were talking with the industry guests, for example, Kyle, like we're, we're able to now just hook up with a stand executive have a coffee or whatever, but like not actually take them out. Like they can do it from the comfort of their home. Um, and that's a massive jump for us. That's great progress. Um, and that's probably something we would have seen down the road, but we get to experience it now, which is fantastic. And that's a great opportunity for us. Yeah, I think it speaks volumes about the fact of like how we communicate and how we network. And I think I've spoken to lots of people about who are maybe not as um, extroverted as me or a little bit more introverted. And so it's the idea of how do you engage with that as well? Um, you know, you are in an industry where it's so important to network and create those opportunities. What is your advice for somebody who wants to engage in that and create those opportunities? How, how, what, what's your advice for the best ways of networking? Oh man, um, I, I, can, I can kind of tell, I guess, what I'm going to plan to do um, because I obviously haven't really, oh, I mean, yes, I've kind of got a couple of contacts, but I haven't really acted on it yet. So I can tell what I would do um, and what kind of advice I would tell people to do. Um, and I guess the biggest piece of advice is just stuff that they've been telling us, which is you need to be persistent. You need to be almost slightly, you don't want to be annoying, but you really do need to actually go and contact people and you need to be like persistently because they're, they're busy they will like not get back to you sometimes. Um, they have things going on. So you do have to actually kind of pester a little bit and remind um, and just make sure you're actually getting those meetings. Um, and don't feel like, like you're annoying them or bothering them. Like people are looking for content. And if you've got a great idea and you think that it's fantastic, like they will, they will listen and they will want to listen um, because you know they, they want to create stuff for Australia. Like Australia's needing content currently. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much what I would say. I would, I would recommend to anyone who hasn't gone to afters, I would recommend afters purely because of, I mean, this year, this third year is like when we've actually started getting contacts into the industry. Um, and like the, the tutors are really good at actually getting us 
into the industry, which is incredible. And um, I, yeah, that's what I would recommend. I would recommend considering afters. And if you're not considering afters, find a way, find a person who knows someone who knows someone and just like go down that pathway until, until you have an email and you can, and you can just like pester about getting a 15 minute meeting, you know, over Zoom or a coffee. That's a great um, advice. Um, you are at afters and that yeah. is super amazing. Uh, afters are probably going to be opening their application soon for both the BA and the MA. What are sort of, what do you think are the pitfalls to avoid when applying for afters in terms of like doing those sort of three main application tasks, which is the the story, the career plan, and the um the uh reflect uh, the um the review of an Australian work. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, I forgot about the review of this. <laughs> so did I for a second. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know if they look too hard and you'd probably know better than I do, whether they look too hard at the stuff like the review for the Australian content. Obviously it's very important and, you know, show off a little bit of, I, I would probably show off a little bit of that, you know, HSC English kind of flair. Um, but I, that's not going to be the be all and end all. I think I can probably speak to the main two things that I think that they look at, I think, <laughs> talking from personal opinion. So I don't know, but I would probably say the two things that I really, really focused on was the, obviously the creative content, like the creative piece that you're creating. Um, and I decided to look, the, the live action element wasn't fantastic. It was okay. Um, but I thought that what would push me over the edge was showing something a bit different and something a bit unique. So I decided to animate um so you know if you've got any kind of like special skill definitely show it if you're really great at like doing shots then and you you're not fantastic at creating like you know beautiful dialogue like that's okay like really focus on those shots and and tell that that story visually because all they want to see is how you can tell a story and how they can help you then in the course develop the, the other skills that you might be lacking so for example for me I wasn't fantastic with cinematography but I was good at telling a story and then I was good at drawing so I sat down and I like animated something ridiculous like 300 drawings and it was probably like it wasn't amazing animation but it was that effort that probably like pushed me over the line um and then the reflection video well I did a video can it also be written I might be wrong the the sort of career where you want to go yeah yeah, yeah. exactly that's what I did right. yeah yeah Okay, right. Well, I, I decided to do a video um, and I was a bit silly in it. I, um, I showed my personality through that and um, I, I was, yeah, I think I even had like a little blooper reel at the end that showed like the amount of times that I screwed up, like what I was saying and the amount of times I was like, hi, my name's Lisa. Oh, fuck. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, be fun, show your personality. Um, Cause I think that's what they want to see. They want to see that you're authentic and that you really, really want to make stories. Let's talk about your amazing film that's hitting SBS right now, Drawing the Line. Congratulations on it. Thanks so much. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yes, I can. Um, it's basically a five-minute short animated documentary. Um, it's voiced by Paralympic gold medalist Tiffany thomas Kane, um, who was stripped and shoved into a locker at just 14 years old. Um, and I wrote, directed, and animated it um it was a very I knew Tiffany I knew Tiffany from school um she was in the year below I believe 
Um, and I remember seeing there was a lot of news. There was a lot of news around it and around our school. And um, and I remember seeing her like para, like this beautiful, incredible, amazing race that she, like it was incredible when she swam. And I remember all of us sitting in the assembly and watching it. And we just like absolutely freaked out when she won gold. Like she was a world champion at 14 years old. And I was just some random kid who, you know, was doing some maths general or something. Like it's, it's just an incredible story. And I, when afters was like, you know, you get to create a nonfiction film. The, like I instantly thought of Tiffany's story because it was just such an inspirational film. Um, well, it was such an inspirational story that I wanted to uh, help tell into a film. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what the, what the idea was. One of the things that I love about Drawing the Line is it reminds me a lot of Nays Baghai's film, Descent, which took out Sydney Film Festival doc Best Documentary Prize, in the fact that you're combining these kind of um, these juxtapo juxtaposing ideas of, of intensity and very traumatic themes with accessibility. Can you talk a little bit about how you approach that from a directing perspective using animation? Absolutely, yeah. It was really important to me that this film, from the very beginning, and I had lots of talks with Tiffany, it was really important to me directing this film that and animating it that this is not a story that is just about her having a disability. It's about her being a Paralympic champion. Um, so, and that's basically every single thing I did was around building her as a person and showing her personality first and then completely destroying that whole narrative with this horrible, horrible traumatic thing that happened to her. Um, and that like that juxtaposition, as you say, um, and I hope that it came across. And um, what I what I wanted to do with the animation was use color. So um, basically, it's starting with a very simple black and white palette um, with a white background. So almost like a piece of paper and like a child like kind of drawing nature to it. Um, and then when we hear this horrible event happen, it inverts. So suddenly it's a black screen with white kind of drawings. Um, and that was really, really important to like the feeling state, I think of the audience and like, you know, this, this is not something very wrong has happened. Um, and Jess Flanagan, who did, um, the sound on it, we, we, we had so many conversations about like how we can support this animation with the music and sound design, um, and show that juxtaposition and show that kind of like descent and then back up and showing how like she rises from all of this horrible these horrible atrocities that happened to her and how she became not not a victim but she was a victor um and yeah that's kind of what i i'm thank you so much for <laughs> likening it to something like descent that's very flattering um but yeah that's pretty much what the idea was around it yeah and, and i think it's really super interesting because uh you know i i'm somebody who has a disability and i think it's really interesting to kind of get that um it's so cool that we have films that are are really interesting and inventive and really kind of showcase these very disability-led perspectives that's it's really important and I mean I've seen it it's it's absolutely amazing so congratulations on it thank you uh, turning to the kind of the future of like when you you're about to you're about to like me you're about to graduate after this year uh what what is the what is the next step for you what what do you want to be doing next 
I'm, I never actually thought that I was going to be like you, like you say, it's really important to tell like these stories, like, you know, disability and like, um, like stories, like I'm also really interested in not telling, but helping create stories um, with First Nations kind of stories as well. Um, and I never actually thought I would be too good at that. I always thought that I was going to be going down kind of like a comedy kind of route. Um, and like, I, I love comedy and it's probably what I primarily will make um, going forwards, like producing, writing and directing it. But I've started like, I think drawing the line was my first step into kind of these more deep poignant stories. Um, and like, whilst, whilst comedy is more alleviating people and making people not really think too much about big issues but making kind of them a little bit more accessible we really need kind of those documentaries and those very serious topics because that's how the world changes and I just I don't think comedy is really how the world changes I think it can help it can help like start conversations but I think what really gets people to think is those deeper stories so I would really like to kind of go more down that route um, maybe documentaries maybe even just fictional stories that have kind of more of that uh, you know, disability, First Nations, um, female empowerment stories, because um, I think they're incredibly important. Um, but I kind of I kind of do want to start bringing those big concepts into comedy, because I really do think that like, you know, at the end of the day, at, like after hard days of work or whatever, you are kind of going to be more likely to put on something like comedy. So there might be kind of a melding between these serious topics, making them more accessible through comedy so that we can really start changing the world for the better. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the vibe I think of what I'll be doing next, maybe a little bit more animation. I'm really interested in, um, I really recent, I recently did a um, third year graduate project where I animated it. Um, it was a First Nations story called To Be Silent and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and I was so lucky to come onto that project and to help the director taste, um, like kind of animate her project for her. But it was using live action footage and then like animating over it. Um, and it was the first time I've ever done it. And it uses a technique called rotoscoping. And I think I would really like to try something like that as well. So yeah, there's lots of, lots of little things that <laughs> too much, too much going on. But yeah, lots of stuff I want to explore. Super good that you're exploring lots of things, and I think that's what this industry is about. Um, before you go, um, congratulations again on all of your success with Drawing the Line. It's, as I said, it's an amazing film. Where can people um, tune in and watch it? SBS On Demand. Um, it's for free. So just put it into URL um, and type in Drawing the Line, and, yeah, it pops up straight away. Um, and take a look. <laughs> I, think, I think it's quite good. And um, Tiffany's story is beautiful, so... Yeah, definitely take a look. Well, Elise Lansbury, thank you so much again for talking to Film Festival Guide. I wish you all the success again. Thanks so much, Carl. Thanks. For